Well, of course, it's the first Friday of the month. And what that means is come to Morgano Health Board come in and uh, have a spot about a health subject of their choosing. And something we've been discussing quite a lot on the air, actually, through various interviews in uh, recent weeks, has been the subject of dementia. National Dementia Week focuses attention, obviously, on this condition, which is, uh, causes concern to quite a few people, really. So let's find out what the signs are, because we've got Kerry here, who's got personal experience of encountering early symptoms of dementia firsthand. Good morning. Morning. Thank you. Great to um, be here. Um, absolutely a, a subject that's really close to my heart. Um, I cared for my dad for around 12 years and he was diagnosed with dementia. So, you know, delighted to, to be able to share that information with you all today. What was the first thing you noticed that was different? Because we all get a bit more forgetful when we get older and stuff like that. And we, we all think, oh, my goodness, is that an early sign of dementia? But it's actually an inability to sort of do daily tasks, isn't it? Well, that's a really good question because, um, you know, we often say you know one person with dementia, you know one person. Um, I think you're right, we all do. Um, there are times when we're tired and depression, we all get tired and, and forgetful. And, and as we grow older impacted by the health conditions but it's about things that you've continued to do for many years that are really familiar to you um, and actually kind of not connecting with that it's it's about um, in my dad's case it, it was around cars and driving had been probably driving from a young you know sort of teenager um, and then not being able to recognize the car or the experience or to connect with that so that was um, a little bit more than just I've lost the car in the car park, really. Um, and it was things about not um, connecting with situations and and names. And and, and the thing is that um, some conditions don't start with, with a, a memory problem. So some of the types of dementia actually start with other, other aspects. So for us, it was about his movements were very, very stiff. Um, and generally his, his connection to things around him was, was quite impaired. So it was something that we'd noticed for a while. And in all fairness, I have to say, my dad being an absolute champion, um, identified that there were concerns as well. So he recognised that he was having trouble with things he shouldn't have trouble with early, Absolutely, early yeah. on, did he? Yeah, and I, and I think probably not as early as... Um, you know, we recognise as a family, but I think, um, and it, it is frightening for people to admit, I think there's a concern there, but in his personality, um, the sort of person that he was, it, he was very open, we were open about things, um, and he said, you know, I think I need help, and, and he took himself to the GP, because he came out of Tesco's and didn't have a clue um, which car he'd had, um, out of the years of cars he'd driven from the RAF, you know, from being a child, to, you know, a teenager rather. Um, and he took himself to the GP because he'd recalled um, a wonderful um, video that was presented around the GPs from the Alzheimer's Society about, you know, are you worried about your memory? Um, and he drove straight to the GP surgery um, and said, I need help. And and that was the, the key point, turning point, really, that change things in in many ways, good and bad. So, what happens then? I mean, obviously, 
getting someone to recognize they have an issue or, or, or ushering them to you know medical um, examination I suppose it's going to be a hard thing to do to start with just brokering the subject I would imagine well yeah if- it has I think you know and, and I suppose if there's one thing I could kind of share with people is that um, we we were able to have those conversations but I recognize you know I meet people day in day out that can't but it's also about if you have concerns sometimes it's not dementia but the important thing is go and have these conversations and actually even if you don't know what name to give to something write some notes in a book and just say to the gp or or, you know nurse whoever you're talking to just say i'm worried about this because there are people that that it's down to other illnesses or medication things like that but it's really about having the confidence to say you know there's a stigma around this thing but I feel comfortable to go and speak to somebody. And that's huge. That's really huge. And that's just important to me that that people feel able and confidentially to have that conversation and and to be supported. I suppose the next thing is once you've sought advice and you've had tests and something, it's important to know what sort of dementia you have indeed if you have it. Because, of course, as you say, it could be something else entirely that has similar symptoms in the early stages. So you've got to find that out. But the different sorts of dementia require different treatment, I would imagine, going forward as well. Then again, that's a really good point because the um, the information released this week there are over two hundred types, and and I think it's really important. And my my dad had a mixed dementia, so we had Lewy bodies and vascular, and they are completely different in the context of one is from potentially if he'd had you know a stroke or there was some sort of vascular compromise, and the other is completely different, but it made a difference to his his support. So it's really, really important that we get the right information because it's not enough to say a person's got dementia, this is what you can do to help them. It it really, really makes a difference to ensure we get the right information. And you know what? Even though my dad was, you know, probably late 60s, early 70s, there are people that are much, much younger, that have got children that are being diagnosed. So it's about the whole family. So this is about supporting the whole family as well. Yes, I see. Well, yes, it's not just an old person's condition, although old people obviously have it, I suppose, in larger proportions. And the important thing is, is to get it diagnosed as early as possible so you know what to do next. Yeah, and I think it's about the, you know, the risks. Um, and we talk about the risks to dementia. So, you know, and they impact the health things. So we're talking about, you know, looking at your blood pressure, your heart, um, looking at, you know, weight, things like that, general health, um, but also things like alcohol intake, because there are types of dementia that are impacted by that. And that's not me giving a message saying, right, stop drinking, you know, lose weight. That It's not about that. It's about identifying the things that, that you are at risk of and, and kind of responding to that, really. OK, so you've got a diagnosis. Um, you've got a sort of course of treatment and advice. What happens next? Because quite a lot of dementia is, is degenerative, isn't it, over time? 
Yes, a progressive illness. For some types of dementia, there are no treatments, but there are, you know, supportive things like to respond to pain, um, to respond to um, things like depression, etc. But um, so the key then is to be supported um, and to, you know, it's difficult for families. Some people genuinely feel um you know it's it's the end and they can't cope with the co- you know with the the diagnosis but some people feel that they're determined to, to make the most you know of of enjoying their life and and that's absolutely key so then it's what support is out there my dad was um immediately supported by the Alzheimer's society Cymru and um i was really um happy you know to support my parents to continue their life so it was being involved in choirs being involved in activities they like and not stopping that just compromising so thanks to the you know the support workers from the Alzheimer's Society coming in you know it was great to have a face-to-face conversation with somebody as well and not just digitally so we joined um and you know activities are not for everybody but it's not it's not about the activity it's about meeting other people that immediately understand what you were going through. And that's the key thing. It's it's not about less sing, less make cards. That that's just the, the wrapper on the chocolate bar. But the actual you know, centerpiece, the bit that we all like or we all love and feel comfortable with is meeting people in the same situation and the peer support. And that is and you can take it from me with 30 years experience, that's the secret to living um, as well as possible with as much quality in your life as you can. And that applies really to carers and family members who are supporting someone with dementia as much as it does the dementia sufferer, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, and, and, and rightly so, Jay, some people, um, you know, as individuals, we're entitled, if we want to call, you know, if we think that we're suffering, then that's fine. But there are lots of people across our regions where they, um, you know, look at the sort of positive sort of slant. Um, not that I'm implying there's a positive from a diagnosis, but that they are people with a story that can give a lot and still have something to give, still have their identity, Um you know, and, and that was kind of our experience. I'm only talking about my experience there, but unpaid carers are, um, it's really important we get support, um, really important. And again, it's about meeting other unpaid carers and talking the experience and again, asking for help, which we are not very good at doing. We know it's a complex situation out there, but I think it's about being supported um, and doing the best you can, really. And indeed, on the whole issue of support, uh, I've already spoken to Lowry, actually, uh, who's a guest this morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, Terry. Yeah, we had a chat on the phone the other day, didn't we, about the initiative that's going on in the Cum Taff area to get more people who have, you know, carer experience to feed into the situation of improving care generally for people with dementia. That's right, yes. So uh, how is that going? Because you, you, you've been looking for pe- more people to come forward who have experience, you know, like Kerry's experience, really. How, how is the overall thing going? Because it seemed quite a, you know, it's quite an innovative project, really. It's going well, thank you. From our perspective, as a regional partnership board, we wanted to launch an awareness raising campaign of 
the All Wales Dementia Care Pathway of Standards. And for anyone who doesn't know what, what they are, they're a set of 20 standards that were created by Improvement Cymru with people with lived experience. And what I mean by lived experience is people living with dementia, their carers and people involved in in that world created a set of standards. And, and out of the out of the over a hundred standards that could have been picked, they picked the twenty that they thought would make the most meaningful difference to people living with dementia and their families. And what we are doing as a regional partnership board is we're raising awareness of those standards and looking to offer opportunities for our communities to join with us to look at solutions to some of the barriers and issues that they've faced um, and as part of this campaign we've done some awareness raising with our communities we've had new people sign up that haven't been involved in our work before and we're also offering opportunities for people to come together to talk to us about their experiences so that we can look at ways that we can develop services and support that better suits people's needs. And not just what you can have done to you by health or by social services or by the third sector, but what we can do together. So what communities can do to support each other, what the health board can do to support communities what local authorities can do to support communities and what our really vital third sector and community groups can do to support people in their communities and as as Kerry said actually some of the most vital support that's available is that peer support that opportunity for people to go and do something fun and meet other people who are going through the same and having the same experiences and having that support from someone who really understands what's going on and, and your journey Yes, well, it's it's very interesting actually to hear about this because from from a you know a detached point of view, I suppose we're always hearing about cuts and budget problems and things being you know unavailable or taking years to happen. But actually, there's a lot of hap- there's a lot of positive stuff happening here in the world of dementia, isn't there? I mean, you know, your initiative, Larry, is 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 groundbreaking, really, and and it's because you're involving people who are in that caring situation and gathering information about what to them are the most important things so you can kind of tune up if you like the the provision and as you say it's not just the health board it's all sorts of third sector organizations help um you mentioned alzheimer's earlier well they have a a helpline a phone line don't they and if you you know you think you might be facing dementia in your family either yourself or, or someone you know you can actually ring their line and talk to them as perhaps a precursor to, you know, plucking up the courage to go to the GP, maybe, um, because they're known to provide some pretty useful advice, aren't they? Absolutely, yes. And there's lots of resources on the Alzheimer's Society website as well, including information and checklists that you can fill in as a family to take with you to the GP. So as Kerry mentioned earlier on, if you don't really know how to describe what's going on, write it down and take it with you. Because I think we've all had experiences where we've gone to see medical professionals and everything we wanted to say has gone out the, out of our brains. Everything's gone out the window. Or if somebody tells you a diagnosis, you forget everything that you wanted to ask. And by the time you get home, you think, oh, why didn't I ask that? Why didn't I think about that? Or I wish I'd said this. So it's really important that you go prepared to your appointments. Yes. And, and of course, you know, when you go to the GP surgery, they run off their feet, aren't they? Mm. So there's a sort of tension looking at the clock and all of that as well. And that will make you forget everything. you. Mm. <laughs> so writing it down is a very good thing to do. Now, you mentioned to me uh, before, before we started chatting, that there's a turning Ponty Blue 
initiative coming up. What's all that about? It's, uh, um, we'll kind of do this together, I think, Loni. So it's, um, as you mentioned, it's um, Dementia um, Action and Awareness Week. And it's, I guess it's a community response, really. So Dementia Friendly Pontypridd, which is a group of, um, actually, it's organisations, services, local people, businesses, all coming together to say, we're going to do something. We're going to acknowledge this because there's a huge stigma. What are we going to do about it? Well, one thing we know is that access and information is difficult. Let's bring everybody that's involved in dementia across our region together. So we've got around 30 organisations. Um, we've got emergency services um, from police, fire, ambulance. We've got local um, library, local council, third sector, um, anybody that's involved in dementia um, across our region will be there at the day with information and we're also providing um, activities across the town so this is an opportunity for people that are new to the conversation or currently living with or affected by to gather all that information and it's, I suppose it's like a giant hub of peer support for the day and actually bring people back I suppose in love with their communities mm. because people are often um, don't connect with their communities with any condition you feel it's difficult isn't it I don't know if Loni you want to say a bit about what what you're doing as a regional partnership board because that's going to be fantastic during the, so we're going to be in the library during Turn Ponty Blue and we're going to be having some conversations with people about their experiences, both good and bad, of getting the information that they need of their diagnosis and of the support that's provided afterwards. Alongside that, we've invited um, Picasso Griffiths, who is a three-minute illustrator, to come along. So we'll be doing caricature drawings of people and, and recording visually people's experiences. So it should be really fun. And I think that that's important too this is an event that is open to the whole family uh, because dementia affects the whole family uh, and for us we really wanted to have an opportunity to talk to people and to raise awareness and the theme of dementia action week this year is diagnosis and we can't stress enough how important it is to get your diagnosis early not only because it answers your questions but it also opens the door to more more treatment and support options the earlier that you receive your diagnosis so it's really important that people come along get the information that they need and as Kerry said lots of people have said that they struggle with getting the information that they need and that isn't always because it's not available sometimes it's because there is too much information available and it's a lot and it is a lot for people to go through. So come along to Turn Ponty Blue and you can speak to people and get more tailored information and advice for what you need. OK, so we've discovered it's in the library. This is the new Space Age building, isn't it? In the yeah, middle of it's town. Across, um, so there, it, there are going to be stands at least Cardoin outside. Yes. Oh, right. Um, at the fountain outside Nat West, activities in the park at Club Abont, um, and uh, the finale at half past two till three will be a local community choir um, with an opportunity to, um, I suppose, for all of us to mark a, a very important day with, with a, bit of, a bit of song. Um, so there's going to be lots of things um, 
happy and I'm sure emotive sort of things happening. But we've got, so that's four different venues, five different venues, the Carers Hub as well. Um, so it's a real town approach. It's not just years of fate and away we go. This There's something happening everywhere. And what we're actually recognised is that for people that can't attend the event, how do we get the information to them? How do we include them? So we've got a blue bag scheme where we've got some um, wonderful volunteers that will be taking information off the stands. Um, any resources, hopefully the odd freebie, if we can find them. And uh, providing them to services, surgeries, community groups that will make sure that people that can't attend get a blue bag so they are part of the day. Marvellous. So it's centred on the library, but as you say, it's got loads of other uh, things going on all at the same time. So you could stroll around the town and sort of take it part in all of them, really. The important detail we need to know is when is this happening? Would you like to throw the date out there, Louis? <laughs> it's the 17th of May, so Wednesday the 17th of May. Dementia Action Week is running from the 15th to the 19th, but Turn Ponty Blue will be on Wednesday the 17th of May um, from around 10 till around 3. Absolutely. So it's it's imminent. Well, you're both looking forward to it immensely. It sounds incredible, actually, to get all those people together and to have a, you know, a fun Picasso the artist, a great name. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. I'm going to be avoiding him. <laughs> Sorry, Picasso. Excellent. OK, now, is there anything else you wish to, to say, either of you, on... This I suppose um, just to say, you know, that um, I mentioned a sort of key message earlier was that we know there's stigma around dementia, but, you know, you may not be facing dementia. You may be, but that it's OK, you know, it's OK not to be OK. Um, there is support out there. And please, please reach out um, and have a conversation with the GP or as Lori said, you know, contact the Dementia Connect line at Alzheimer's Society. I'm sure you'll have all the numbers available on your website. And talk to somebody about it because it's a progressive illness and, you know, it's not just about getting old. It can affect anybody. Both of you, thank you so much for coming in and telling us about this. Thank you. Thank you. Much. It's been great. Thank you.